Welcome to New World Survival. My name is Luke, and this is podcast number seven. It is indeed. Um, we seem to have gone off on a bit of a tangent on some of the other ones. So this is our official podcast that we record every Sunday night. Um, and this week, we are going to be mainly talking about herbs and herbalism. Yep, Herbalism 101. So in today's topics or today's subjects that we will cover, they are the origins of herbalism, a look into the chemicals and properties of herbalism and plants and trees, Herbs 101 with some basic herbs and herbalist remedies, which Paul will be covering. And one more thing for our VIP section Patreon listeners. We will be covering the mythology and folklore of trees and plants, especially in British culture. So, without further ado, Paul, how are you doing? Yeah, very well, thank you. Batten down the hatches today for Storm Kiara, Ciara, however you want to pronounce it. Yeah, it's about 80 miles an hour, isn't it? Yeah, I think they've recorded up to 94 mile an hour in some parts of Britain. And coastlines have been completely flooded. Uh, towns have been flooded, rivers have broke the banks. So yeah, it's, it has been pretty uh, pretty severe in some parts of the UK. Yeah, it's certainly, um, <clears throat> certainly a bit crazy, but it's one of those things where we have to deal with it and carry on with life as usual, despite the fact we've got the coronavirus going on. But it's all good, it's all good. Um, so let's get into the first subject, which is herbalism. So... What is herbalism? Herbalism is the use of herbs to help better one's self, whether that's through uh, medicinal practices or whether that's through shamanism, such as spiritual practices, which have been around for thousands and thousands of years. So many different herbs have different properties which affect the body differently, especially when mixed with other herbs. So for example, some herbs have a cooling effect, whilst other herbs have a more warming effect. So mixing them together can create basically two different effects, essentially. Um, as I mentioned, they've been around for thousands and thousands of years, and shamanism and healers were around locally in tribes, which healed people using local herbs and knowledge. So essentially, they were, they were doctors. Now, <clears throat> into this section, um, herbs... Many people don't really realize that herbs actually have many chemical constituencies. So, uh, I can't even speak today. Many chemical constituents are such as tannins. So, tannins are chemicals which tighten body tissues by binding with the proteins found in the body. So, you know the way they use it for leather. For example, when obviously a deer is killed and they use um, they use the the pelt, they use tannings, especially in that old tradition, and they use tannings to actually tighten the uh, skin and make actual pelts, make them wearable, essentially. Um, herbs also contain volatile oils as well. So they're extracted from the plants to make essential oils, uh, which are then used in perfume. Um, vitamins and minerals are also found in herbs and plants, which Paul will go later in into this section about and another chemical is alkaloids so some alkaloids um, are actually used to help cure things such as cancer now other alkaloids such as 
Um, the ones found in Atropa Belladonna, which is Deadly Nightshade, actually um, stop spasms within the body and they dry up bodily fluids. So um, obviously it's kind of self-explanatory. If you take too much of them, they can get slightly risky and, and eventually and eventually kill you. But yeah, that's a quick basic breakdown of some herbs and some chemical constituencies. Over to you, Paul. Yeah, a, a few of the, the herbs that I want to talk about, um, they have many uses. But before I go into that, I want to sort of break a bit of a habit that I've started seeing lately with people and the teas that they're making and the misinformation that they're putting out there. Now, when you see somebody making, say, pine needle tea, for example, and they are putting the pine needles in while they're boiling the water. This is the wrong way to do it. So when vitamins, so anything that's got a vitamin in, once it reaches boiling point and your water starts to boil, you get that rolling boil, the vitamins start to break down, uh, therefore lessening the effect of what it is that you've got in your tea or what, what your herb uh, remedy you're trying to make. So the longer you leave something boiling in that water, um, the weaker its effect has, basically. So what we suggest is you boil your water first, purify it, hit that rolling boil, sort of two to three minutes, and take it off the heat, and then add your ingredients or your herbs, and let it stew, um, sit for 10 minutes before consumption. That way it gives it, gives it chance to um, release all of, the, all of the goodness that needs to go into the tea, um, and basically strengthens strengthens what goes into it so don't add it to your tea before your water's boiling or while it's boiling because it just has a, a reverse effect on what you're trying to do so one of the the first herbs that i want to talk about is uh, crotagus which is the hawthorn um, it has many uses uh, one being that it increases the blood flow to the heart so it's it's a good stimulant um, it restores normal heartbeat patterns as well. And it's also an antioxidant, which reducing the de degeneration of blood cells. And it also lowers blood pressure. Uh, this can be mixed with other things, uh, which we'll go into later. Uh, the other herb that I want to talk about is Achillea millifolium, which you may have seen our blog articles on, which is yarrow. Yarrow can be used for many things. And not limited to so it stops bleeding uh, helps with menstrual cycles it can also be used as a flu killer uh, it dilates the blood vessels and it can also be used believe it or not as an insect repellent so you grab a handful of the leaves uh, crush them up in your hand till you start getting um, like the, the sap and the the juice coming out of them and then you just rub it over your arms and that helps to uh, repel insects a, a few others that I've got on my list that I'd quickly like to mention, sort of an honourable mentions list, are blackberries. They can be used for food, obviously. Um, you can boil them, uh, put them in hot water to create a mouthwash or a drink, a tea, again, another tea. Uh, the tea can be used for digestive upset. Um, lavender, again, lavender could be used as an insect repellent. You can throw it onto hot coals to create a smoke if you want to clear 
uh, natural shelter out so just get a, a small bed of coals throw a little bit of lavender on there let it smoke out your your habitat your abode for the evening and that will clear out any any sort of spiders any insects any creepy crawlies basically there is burdock um, the burdock root can be used to uh, be crushed down into a powder and added to a drink again and it's a great liver tonic uh, i think probably my favorite favorite herb at the minute is plantain uh, greater plantain and it is used for a whole host of things it's great for stings bites um, cuts so wounds any open wounds you've got uh, burns sores ulcers uh, mouth infections uh, it could be used to help soothe coughs and throat infections and it's also good for digestive upsets and constipation so if you want to if you've got a bite or a cut or a wound on your arm you get the plantain leaves stick them in your mouth chew them up for a bit don't swallow them just chew them up into a paste fetch it out rub it onto the affected area and that helps to soothe uh, burns anything like that uh, another one on my list is common sorrel and that has been used in the past in the prevention of scurvy believe it or not another quick one on the list is juniper uh, that helps fight colds and coughs. It's good for good for colds and coughs and just common flu symptoms. Uh, and dandelions. Uh, again, dandelion powder, dandelion root. They are generally used for your liver and your gallbladder uh, to help cleanse those. Going on to the the herbalism remedies. Uh, what we can use these things for we have a, a recipe or a few recipes on our website that you can go and check out and um, but one of the the most common ones that we use is for a cold buster or an infection killer which is garlic and yarrow so what you can do is you crush your clove of garlic um, wait for 10 minutes use some fresh yarrow leaves uh, crush them all together so you ingest the the garlic and the arrow in a raw form or apply it to the wound for healing if you want to uh, the garlic ingested is an immu immu get my words out immunostimulant which for forces the body to start fighting the infection so it basically kick starts your body into gear to start fighting any infections that you might have uh, another recipe is a good blood pumper so it gets the blood going around the body and again that is using garlic so you crush the garlic clove wait for 10 minutes to release the elicin uh, this thins the blood along with its along with this ingest it with some ginger to promote blood circulation so basically you want garlic powder yarrow leaves dandelion root and um, these these are all great things for getting the blood pumping around the body uh, this is also a di diuretic, which, let me get the terminology right, I think produces diureses, not diarrhea, diureses, which promotes the the increased production of urine. So it sort of yeah, helps, helps to clear the body, get, get things flowing through your body. Um, it's also an astringent and a cold fighter. So these these are two very good things to have uh, to have 
ready if you've got them. So as Luke said in the past, he always keeps a clove of garlic in his med kit. And you may have seen recently in one of my videos, I keep um, ginger capsules, dried ginger capsules in my med kit as well. These are, are the main reasons that we keep those in there. Over to you, Luke. Awesome. Um, so thank you for that, Paul. Um, so me and Paul basically break sections of the podcast down to each other, and that was absolutely awesome. So thank you for that. Um, yeah, so me and Paul basically use a lot of herbs for a lot of different things continuously. Um, in previous... Paul, you may need to remind me what video it was. You know the one you recently did with the ginger capsules? What video was that? That was my mini kit. I think ah. it, within the last two or three videos that we've uploaded as of this podcast, I did um, a, a video on a new bag, sort of a, a small pouch that I put together. Mm -hmm. uh, it got all my fire kit in from out my old bag and a few other things in there. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I just had a, had a rewatch of it yesterday, actually, really. Um, <laughs> that sounds really biased, but I really enjoyed watching it. Um, so I actually, what I do personally is I tend to dehydrate the herbs that I have. Uh, many people go to herbalists. So these herbalists are absolutely amazing. Um, their knowledge is incredible. Um, it's just it's something I could dream of just having that knowledge. Now, when I did my first survival course, um, well, my proper first survival course, we had a herbalist with us and she wasn't part of the course. She just literally, she was... Um, she was just joining and she was a student as it were but the stuff that she told us was absolutely incredible we actually had to refer to her continuously about plants um because she would sit there and educate like even the instructors um about the plants and the chemical constituencies and what they do and etc cetera, etc cetera. and you know what many people don't realize with um with actual herbs and stuff like that is modern medicine is derived from herbalism um, so take, for example, uh, willow. So willow contains uh, acetic acid. So basically when it mixes with your, sorry, mixes with your saliva, um, it forms like an aspirin type substance, which basically um, helps with headaches. So if you chew on the end of a willow stick, it usually helps with headaches and things like that. Same with yarrow as well. So uh, Achillea millifolium also contains exactly the same acetic acid, um, which when mixed obviously with your saliva, Right, it's the same effect, but all these different herbs have different effects and, you know, they offer different benefits for different uses. Um, and as I said, I tend to dry my herbs out. So what I do is I forage for my herbs and then once I forage for them, I dry them out and then crush them up in a pestle and mortar and then store them in jars for longer use. Um, essentially within essentially within our kind of new world survival kind of stuff, um, I'm the herbalist slash fire guy. Um, so, you know, if there's some sort of problem within the group in terms of medical problems, I can try to help out my herbalism, you know, I'm never saying it's 100% works, um, but it does it does actually help a lot. Um, Paul, we went up to our secret location when we had one of our meetups, and I think, was that the day when you had the stomachache and I gave you the ginger? Yeah, yeah, it did. Helped a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's good, wasn't it? Um, I think some of those, I think some of those capsules actually were still from um still from that same day but yeah so paul was uh feeling a bit chilly that day so the ginger actually helped helped his body calm down and warm him up as well which is uh pretty cool but yeah. um 
Ginger, yeah. um, I think I may have replied to somebody's comment on this. Uh, ginger can also be used um, in a drink. Put it, stick it in a drink at the end of a long day, and it helps to uh, helps your your muscles recover basically. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's the same with uh, spearmint. So spearmint um, is actually really good for farting or obnoxious gas. So if you do know someone who tends to fart quite a lot, um, then we're giving a shout out to Luke right now. Paul, I don't know if you know about his fart stories, but um, yeah, yeah. So I'm taking, uh, taking note for myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so spearmint works really, really well. Most mints work well. It's basically calms your stomach and stops the stomach acid. Mm -hmm. um from going so extreme or the gas built up inside your stomach going so extreme and obviously as you know it's good it's fresh you know sometimes what i do is i mix it in with toothpaste and then brush my teeth with it so yeah. you know it's even fresher breath so to speak um but yeah so there are many different herbs for actual uh different uses or herbalism or medicinal etc etc you know a lot of it which we will cover in our vip patreon section very soon um goes back as well to the spiritual needs so you get things like arawaska which is um i believe it's a vine in south america which is like crazy crazy powerful like it's really really powerful so your brain naturally produces dmt when you're dying um and this potentially has the same effect to produce dmt um and a lot of the shamanistic tribes over there basically work with arawaska and they take it and they mix it with something else i can't quite remember what it is it's some sort of vine or something along those lines um and it creates such powerful effects in your head that people have died from taking it because it's just like it's like acid times 400 like it's, it's pretty powerful stuff um nice. so yeah yeah so it does get it does get quite extreme one thing i would recommend as well just a quick little extra if you are going foraging make sure you 100 percent know what you're foraging for even with you know trees with plants with whatever there's many things which look almost identical take for example uh lords and ladies which is coming into is definitely up in leaf now i think the flowers the berries are late summer i think i may be incorrect on that but the berries look edible they're not they basically poison you and then you get tiny glass like crystal substances within your throat and you start choking um Again, something like hemlock can look a lot low, like cow parsley. People take it, they eat it, they die. You know, make sure you know what you're actually doing and make sure you can 100% identify, um, you know, this, whatever you're picking, whatever you're foraging for. Uh, another example, um, me and Luke. So Luke is our friend. We went separately foraging together and I picked some clouded agaric mushrooms up, thinking they were oyster mushrooms. And then I had another look at it and Luke said, hang on a second, that doesn't look like an oyster mushroom. And I went, nah, 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 it's fine. It definitely is. It definitely is. And then I looked a bit more into it and I was like, shit, you're right. It's not. What am I doing? So then I found the oyster mushrooms, foraged for them, ate them, everything was fine. Um, but it just goes to show you need to be you need to be fully aware. Yeah, if you if you are in a group and you do go out foraging, if you do find something that you are unsure of, um, when you pick it, keep the roots on. Uh, keep the leaves and keep the buds, um, the flowers, because uh, somebody who does know what they're doing with it, they will easily be able to identify if it's poisonous from from any of those. So uh, some things may look similar above the ground, but they may have a very different root system. Uh, their roots may look completely different. So if you are unsure uh, and you are taking it back to camp, somebody who does 
uh, somebody who is an expert in foraging, uh, they will definitely be able to identify it from those three things. Um, but yeah, so as Paul said, if you do go back to camp and do take the herbs back, make sure that someone is an expert and make sure they know what they're doing. If in doubt, leave it out. That is the main thing to go by. Um, but yeah, so that is the basics of herbalism covered. What we'll probably do is we'll probably do another podcast at some point on this or i'll do a solo podcast on this because this is my main passion herbalism um i'm very very passionate about herbalism and i really enjoy it and we could honestly talk we could talk for about three hours straight on herbalism easy Mm -hmm. and not cover half the subject so this is just a quick breakdown of herbalism paul do you have anything to add Uh, i don't think so no um i'd say this is this is more your area of expertise i I try to learn what I can from you. So yeah, I think that's me pretty much sold out on on herbalism, I'm afraid. Just the few that I know of. That's all good. That's all good. So I'd like to thank you, everyone, for listening to our Herbalism podcast. Thank you for listening. It means a lot to us. Uh, Just, you know, just listening to us talk, listen to us ramble. Yeah, so thank you very much. And have a good rest of the week or beginning of the week. Let's hope this weather improves so we can get out. Yeah, as always, stay alert.